Hey Thomas, it's Casey uh, out of Concord. What does it mean by this Saturn Uranus square that's going to happen on Friday? And what does it mean when it hits the house? It's like it's going to hit the fourth and eighth for me, but it's probably going to hit my husband and friends in a different house. So what does it mean when it hits these houses? Thank you so much. Love the show. Thanks, Casey, for a great question and something that I think is... (laughs) I mean, we're all jumpy right now, right? It is like Darth Vader's getting ready to walk around the corner astrologically. We've had, goodness sakes, if we just look at what we've had happen this month, let's go back and track. Neptune went direct on December 1st. The eclipse was on December 4th. Venus went out of from out of bounds back in bounds on the 7th, and Mars squared Jupiter on the 8th. Venus conjuncted Pluto with Venus in direct motion on the 11th. Eris trined the sun on the 15th, and Mars also conjuncted the south node and was opposite the north node on that same day. We had the full moon on the 18th. Mercury squared Chiron that day. Venus went retrograde on the 19th. Solstice was Tuesday. The nodes changed signs Wednesday. We got a day off yesterday, and here we are today with Saturn squaring Uranus for the third time in 2021. Tomorrow, retrograde Venus reconjoins Pluto. On Tuesday, Jupiter enters Pisces, Eris trines Mercury, and then finally, we get to take a big deep breath after that month of December. And you know, not to belittle this, but what comes to my mind is to say, and we're all still here. But (laughs) have you had some changes? I mean, I know I did. I bought a van and I'm going to go move into it and travel around. Did you change jobs? Did you end a relationship? Did you move? Did you meet a new friend? There's been a lot of energy for all kinds of things in our lives the past 30 days, no doubt. All right, let's answer Casey's question first. How is this going to affect us? Saturn squaring Uranus number three. That's three this year. They're going to bump elbows about two or three times next year, too. So they always come in pairs, typically. As we look back in history, we find multiple sequences of Saturn squaring Uranus because of the retrogrades. Let's also be careful here to separate today's weather from the macro situation and take a big step back so that we can get a bigger picture. When we talk about these things that we talk about every day, it's so that we can get in tune and flow with the energies that are there today. And yeah, sometimes you can catch something. Typically, it would be with the faster-moving planets, a Mercury, a Moon, a Venus, a Mars, that kind of thing, where you might have today kind of energy. And then when we move out to the slower-moving planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, those are the bigger themes. And those are the more solid, in-place energies in the sky right now as well. So when we say that Mercury is, for example, trining Neptune, well, that's a quick mover trigger with a slower mover theme. And a perfect example to illustrate that point would be what we experienced in January 2011 with the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, where we had two big theme builders collide. And what have we had? A worldwide shakeup on multiple fronts, by the way. So see, the the application of what we do here is short-term triggers that you can look for on a daily basis. You know, like we talk about Mercury in a favorable aspect with something, and we say, go ahead and send that letter, shoot off that email, pick up the phone and make the call, because you might have that energy on your side. Then we dance with the bigger themes. 
So Saturn and Uranus are two slow movers. So what are we dealing with? A trigger or a theme? Yeah, we're dealing with a theme. And they've bumped into each other three times this year. So here we are closing out the year with this magnanimous energy in December and culminated really by this Saturn-Uranus square. So what we're talking about is similar to what we would look back at 2020 January when we got together with about 15 people in Dallas to watch that aspect unfold, literally. We had no idea that COVID was in the world. None of us did at that point. But about two weeks later, we did. So the theme unfolded. Well, I think that we have a similar thing here. So seriously, in all comfort, I mean, the the intro music today was in jest of a lot that we've just been through, right? It's like, oh, I think we're all ducking. Because, I mean, look, Saturn-Pluto equals COVID. Also on COVID, remember, Pluto squared Eris. Talk about slow movers. Those are the two slowest. So slow that they're still square. Now, typically, this aspect has a money theme to it. We've talked about this uh, several times in the past, but just to reiterate, as we look back over the last hundred years and we look at all the times that Saturn and Uranus have squared, typically, there has been an economic recession attached to them. One of those periods was the early 1930s, which really ushered in the three-year Great Depression. Of course, it was triggered by the big stock market crash in 1929 and then followed by Saturn-Uranus square in early 1930. But it has squared many times before with hardly a blip. So we can't necessarily pattern this as this is likely to happen. But we can presume that there are longer-ranging economic implications of what is happening right now under the aspect. So let's look at two sides of the coin, and then you can choose which side of the coin makes most sense to you. Let's take one side that where somebody would say that things, and I'm talking about the United States here, but really around the world because this same theme is happening in so many other countries, that you could, you could look at things, observe things that are going on and say, wow, they're really propping things up with a lot of excess money in the system. They're printing a lot of money to keep economies afloat. And you would say that at some point that's going to have a natural unraveling and there's been so much of that that it's going to be, well, not pretty. Or you could take the other side of the coin and you could say that, look, we are just in a natural, evolving, elastic economic flow and that at one of these days soon all of this COVID stuff is going to go away and the economies of the world are going to open back up and travel is going to open back up and we are going to have an economic boom like we may have never seen before. There's two sides of the coin. Which side makes most sense? Which side resonated to you as you were hearing those words? I'm really trying to be equal and balanced here and just as objectively as possible paint two different pictures of the Saturn-Uranus square. Now, Casey didn't ask a money question. She asked a, how is this going to hit me in my chart question? And she was talking about the fourth and eighth houses. I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but (laughs) we cover this in the, you fill in the gap, right? If you've been listening, 101 course. But if we just take the synthesis of two different things, and then you could apply this wherever in the chart that house shows up for you. So fourth house, home, family, uh, the place where you live, etc. And then the eighth house, it could be that death and transformation process. It could be things taboo. And remember, we're talking about Uranus. So that's my favorite illustration is that big, giant cartoon jack-in-the-box figure that jumps out of the box and says, bling, surprise. And then and then we're talking about Saturn. I think the first thing we have to do there is ask, where are we on our karmic path? 
Are we in alignment? Are we doing the work? Not from a fear-based perspective. Because again, if you think of Saturn as Lord Karma or Father Karma, and you paint a picture of a benefic, loving dad, I mean truly a loving dad, what does he want most, especially for his daughter? To know that she's safe, to know that she's making wise decisions, to know that she's coming to, you know, even as a teenager or in her 20s or in her 30s, climbing back up on his knee, putting her arms around his neck and saying, Dad, what do you think about dot, dot, dot? Oh, you just don't even know how that warms that father's heart. So if you're doing that in your practice on a regular basis, then Saturn will answer amicably and then you can build a foundation. You can climb the mountain, the Capricornian mountain. We're in Capricorn season now. You can put your head down and go. You can have the discipline that it takes to complete the project. But you know you're climbing the right mountain because you've had a little talk. Now, Uranus might throw a little boings in there, and you might have a couple of surprises. Now, I'd like to just take the pure conscious perspective here. What is consciousness saying about this aspect? Okay, so we have a square, so we know there's some tension. So these planets want to work together, but they're, they're in this scratchy relationship. So whatever the tension is between, and here's where I would go with this, when you want to break out into this new realm of individuality represented by Uranus, you want to throw all of your stuff in boxes and move into a van. That's as Uranian as it gets. Only do that if you have the Saturnian guidance that this is for the long haul, this is part of your path and destiny, and that you get some kind of confirmation karmically or cosmically to do this. As in casting a horary chart that says, not only yes, but oh heck yes. Well, then hold your nose and jump. And have the latitude that you're doing it under this energy so there might be some fluctuations of surprises. And what if you don't have any kind of strange upheaval like that pending in your life? What if you're just doing the daily thing? What if you just want tomorrow to be a little bit better than today? Then use this aspect as something for the long game. In other words, what could you reach into your life, do some examination over this holiday weekend, and with your journal in hand, making notes about what is one of the most unusual or strange things that if I changed in my life, and worked it out over the next three to five years might make this amazingly huge difference. Maybe there's an old habit. Maybe there's just a box of stuff that's been sitting over there that needs to be dealt with that is a little bit of an encumbrance. Could you get rid of that box? Maybe there's a person in your life that is toxic. Eliminate them. Have the guts to say what needs to be said and to leave in namaste. Or just to think, what is one little significant difference that I could change in my life that might make a huge difference over the next three to five years, the long game? What's a short game move that I could do in order to affect a very positive, structured, well-built, solid foundation future for myself? And I'll just put out real quickly in closing this van thing. For me, I've always had a wandering heart. I've always loved to travel. It's built into my chart. In fact, Liz Green's career reading for me. You are one of life's travelers. Mercury conjunct Jupiter and Sagittarius. I mean, it couldn't get any clearer than that. I missed that time in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s because I wasn't paying attention and my solar arc sun was calling me in that direction, but I didn't hear that call because I wasn't living consciously. So now I get to do it in my later years 
And back then, we didn't have all this social media. So back then, it would have been a silent journey. Today, it's a public journey, and you're going to get to go along. Jupiter expansions and Uranus boinga, boinga, boinga surprises, all of it will be packaged and told as it happens. And oh, by the way, this is a great time to tell you about this, that we are going to start documenting all of this on YouTube. And there is already an existing Fun Astrology YouTube channel. You might pop over there. Right now, all it has are just the podcasts. But soon, we are going to be putting the videos up there, memorializing this whole thing. And we're going to bring you right along. So that's what that will be. I'll announce it as they come up. But yeah, start watching because I might even get a couple posted over the weekend. Well, we didn't get to tomorrow, but basically Venus is going to reconjoin Pluto on its way back in retrograde, meaning it will do it again when it turns direct in February. So we'll experience another Venus-Pluto conjunction tomorrow. And with that, seriously, I do wish you all a very Merry Christmas. If you're celebrating Christmas, if you're doing something else tomorrow or have other perspectives on the day, I just hope you have a very wonderful, powerful, internal, connected day with yourself and with your intuition. As the rest of the world quiets down, we can also do the same inside. So I wish you many, many blessings. Sorry this went so long, but kind of our holiday program, I guess. <laughs> Talking about a very important aspect. Great question, Casey. Thank you all so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. See you back on Monday. <laughs>